Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter at SimulacraRPGs or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two friends in two little black boxes. I got Ryan. I've got nothing today. You got nothing today. And Scott. I have everything. I have Everything, everywhere, all at once. I was, I, damn you! I was gonna say you were gonna say every, I got Thank everything, and I was like, all at once. Thank you for for picking up where I left, where I just were completely you dropped the up ball. What you were gonna put down? Yeah. No, I wasn't putting down shit. I dropped the ball entirely. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, welcome, welcome back, everyone. I know we've been a little bit weird on our schedule, but we're kind of back into it. But that's because we wanted to talk about certain things. And right now, as I told the guys just before we started recording. We are spoiled for choice. There's a lot of stuff that just dropped. There's a lot of stuff coming out. So for the next couple episodes, we've got plenty of content. To talk just about. just heaping helpings, heaping helpings of, of of media to consume, just so guzzling good. it down. Yeah, so just just goo. yeah. So but let, let's so let's get right to it. Scott, how has your gaming under entertainment been? My gaming has been pretty good. I had the. Uh, Running my Aeon game, I've run a couple of sessions for pay, which I'm very happy about. I got your game, yep. uh, and your Aeon game, which has been fun. And we're we're in the process of spinning up Blades in the Dark campaign, which I'll let mm. Ryan talk more about. And uh, also I've got some plates spinning up for my Aeon game, as well as a ter- Aberrant Terrigen game. Uh, yep. One of those will be live streamed, the other one will be, be private, which means I'm also getting my studio space back up and running. We decided not to move this year. Yeah, uh, couldn't find a house that was good uh, that didn't have like a fucking rotting foundation. Real good, real glad that we did. We got caught that one in time. I did yeah. not know about that. Good so boy. You always in pay inspectors. You That's always did the inspection. So yeah, we're we're here for another year, which means I'm gonna have to make do with this space here. But it'll be fine. So yeah, I watched a shit ton of TV over this past weekend, uh, and I'm certain that we're gonna talk about a lot of that. Yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about. It. And Ryan, what about you? Your gaming and other entertainment. Well, down one creative project, up another, I suppose. And uh, so because of, you know, just other stuff, I decided to pick up Blades in the Dark and I just started really reading it and enjoying it. I'm about, what, six years, seven years late at this point on it. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Realizing how good it is. I like it a lot. So I decided, you know what, let's have a weird socialist fantasy. So just a very small game with me and the homies. And just, we're going to tell ourselves a little, you know, a little story about overthrowing fascists and it's gonna yeah, fe- i like i like it so so for my gaming and entertainment i'm running my game hang on it's great it's fun mm-hmm. uh but there's a lot of other games starting to spin up as scott said but blades and dark like is like like it starts from the idea of like hey yeah you guys are criminals and awful people and you're gonna go do awful things and what do we do we end up becoming revolutionaries well, there's no, there's nothing to say that revolutionaries have to be good people. Oh, I know. I know. I just, it's always the thing of like, even when people are like, we are going to be the bad guys. You're not really the bad guys. I mean, well, even in Standard up Blades in the Dark, I mean, it's not an evil thing to steal from the people who are crushing society. Well, from it's one not an evil thing to is. necessarily kill people who, who from, have a bunch of money uh, in from that society. From one perspective, it is quite evil to do that. Uh, yeah, if you're the guy all... with the money. If you're yeah. the guy with the money, it is. No, that's true. If you're but the guy also, with the boot on the neck of a of a of a city, then it's yeah, also sure. the morality of like stealing in general from just no matter the excuse, it could be considered wrong from somebody's perspective. Moral relativism has no place in in my world, sir. <laughs> <laughs> in my, it's, there are some absolutes. No, but stealing from the rich I, is I, fine. I think it's interesting. It'll be. I I'm looking forward to it. I think we have a nice little crew. This is going to get silly. It's going to get weird. Oh yeah, I'm going to make I'm throwing it a dude through a wall. It's fine. Absolutely, kill whoever you want. I'll, there'll be <laughs> no consequences. Actually, <laughs> look, I, I because I was doing a little more research on Blade in the Dark. I didn't realize when you kill people in Blades. Hmm. Another well, he... guild, another guild slash gang knows about it. Uh huh. And everyone around you kind of knows you. A dude is dead. Yeah. Bodies and you have three really... days to get rid of the body, or a ghost shows up. And also that, and also like it just explicitly picks up your heat counter. 
Mm-hmm. Like yep. all, every person who gets got, man. I actually really like that. That actually made me more interested in this game because the idea of you cannot, you can be a murder hobo, but I promise you it's going to go very poorly. For it, you. It's very much like if you want to play the assassin crew, it is very much about the hitman style of like, no, you have a target. Like mm-hmm. there's a target you're going after. This isn't like, you know, spray the place down with a submachine gun kind of. This is a uh, yeah. Well, we're not blowing do. up Parliament type of yeah. yeah. That was you know that's that's for the big boys. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, so I, I that's that's part of I'm looking forward to that intensely. I've also started I've watched a lot of stuff and some of it which we're going to talk about tonight. But we're going to head on into the news. There's not much news to do. They have D and D related. They released a new giants focused on earth arcana it's interesting i wouldn't say i like it right off the bat but it's got some ideas in it we'll see how it's going to get filled out it's got like a lot of feats and like class features for like doing big guy stuff and like wanting to be the big guy you and want to be the big man getting... what want to be the big man yeah want to be the big man like they have stuff for barbarians getting big and doing big things they have feats <laughs> for people who are like I want to be the large, like do large guy stuff, be strong. That stuff we saw very much tied to like the 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 rune knight, very very reminiscent of that type of stuff. Interesting, but obviously people are speculating widely what 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 that's going to lead, what kind of book that's going to lead to. Okay, as far as like, giant's havoc is a pretty good level three ability. Yeah, 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 yeah. More reach, throw shit. Yeah, they, that's the one they get. Re- Barbarians get this thing with the path of giant is like they get reach and they don't do a lot more damage. Obviously, they're barbarians; they do do plenty of damage, but it's just like more things related to that. Plus, there's a whole they actually have feet trees. They're experimenting more with that again. Oh wow, yeah, it's been a while. Like they used to not, they haven't done much in the way of feet trees, but that used to be uh, a, a fucking plague. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they well, warlocks obviously had something yes. built in. And now they're putting it in this one. They're like, we're experimenting more with level requirements and feet requirements to get certain get certain feats, uh, which mm. is fine. I'm actually okay with that. I, it it yeah, allows you more a, gradation of power. Yeah, I never had a real problem with that. Like, meh. Yeah, it's it's whatever. It's not it's not the it's not going to break the bank. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I think that's about it. Um, not pretty low. Oh, I'm sorry. Exident, Onyx Path. For Exalted 3rd Edition, the Exident Indiegogo is on right now. Hopefully, the link in the show notes. It's cool. It's not going to have a lot of the Essence stuff, I think, but I backed it to at least get the PDF because I think Exidents are actually a very interesting thing mm-hmm. in the Exalted, in the 3rd Edition. I am the Exalt of Pancakes! <laughs> the, will, um, the will of Pancakes is very strong. Mm-hmm. All right, and recently that this is more like what we're going to talk about but we'll talk about a lot more of it like in a couple weeks when i finish watching it is speaking of D, stranger things season four has dropped mm-hmm. i know you guys have seen it mm-hmm. i have only watched the first episode mm-hmm. i like it i like yeah, it a lot. it's pretty good it's ain't fun. it it's pretty good i mean uh, i was i like it i like this i will say that i like this season better than last season yeah i think season four is better than season three of the there's two episodes remaining that aren't going to air till july Yep, and you know they left it in a very good spot for that, Mm -hmm. and I like it. It was cool. Um, They really ratcheted up the gross again. The the deaths are fucking gnarly. I will say this: I'm only one episode in, and I'm like, I'm getting some Elm Street vibes. You're not wrong. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, I'm getting some hard Elm Street vibes. There are some. There's a few. There are some homages in the set in this season that are short homages to other genres and you'll there is and this is spoiling absolutely nothing there is a there is a homage to 1980s how do i even explain like i don't know like what's the type of movie where there's way too many fucking children in a house it's one of the like there's movies like that in like the 80s or you know just like big family with lots of weird oh, kids yeah, doing okay. weird going, shit yeah like the big is like comedy like child big, adventure yeah like child adventure weird. stuff i know what you're talking about danny elfman is fucking like you know in the yeah. background just really there's a whole like scene of that 
in one of the episodes and it's like okay well that's a fun little pastiche like yeah that's nice. they, they, they've always they've like, always put their inspirations on their sleeve yeah now that you mentioned it yeah there wasn't like I, I remember that the scene like from explorers when they're in river phoenixes kind of yeah, yeah, yeah and there's the theme of like hey this is a big wacky house full of crazy kids yeah <laughs> yeah that's 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 classic that's I, that's I know just like that was not an homage that i expected them to like poke at you know mm-hmm. they sure but, did. Not, but because they've been doing this long enough they're starting to gather like let us do all of 80s culture. also they're in the late 80s now they're in 86 so it's mm-hmm. like we got we got we got some references here because we're in the like, heyday of like 80s cinema it's cinema and and i won't ruin where it is or how it happens but to answer whether this is a nightmare on elm street kind of season Robert England does make a cameo in one of the episodes. Hell yeah. I can't wait to watch it. All right. We won't say anymore. I'm, I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. I'm going to, for what I know, I'm going to get spoiled and spoil it for myself. I don't want to. No, nah, don't move on. We'll, we won't say we'll, anything we'll else until you're ready. Until you... Another news this week, like literally the weekend after this episode drops, we've got The Boys Season 3. <gasps> Yay. Talk they have been be on point with that, ad- that advertisement like the 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 vaught like mm-hmm. entertainment media blitz stuff that they've been doing has been perfect just yeah, I'm, I'm i'm really ready for that shit that rise of the seven ah got me so good mm-hmm. yeah that's that's been on point i can't wait for that so a lot of good shit on the horizon and coming out all right so that's about most of the news anything news from you um yeah, yeah Swan Song, Swan, Vampire Masquerade Swan Song is officially dropped. Oh, yeah, it is out. I played the first, like, it's not a full level because it's kind of like an introductory level where you get to do, like, a small thing with each three characters. And then a bunch of TV came out, so I stopped playing it, but I have to pick it up. Oh, so far I like it. It's it's pretty good. The the, the feeding scenes are particularly arresting, I will say. Like, they, they, they have some, put they put some some nice spice when you feed. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, other than that, I think there's we're probably missing a few things, but you know we're not yeah. perfect. So we're just gonna go right at it. We're gonna actually talk about two things. Well, one thing is uh, just dropped that we're gonna talk about Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> the first two episodes have dropped, so we're gonna spoil that. So if you haven't watched it, walk away now. Come back because we want to talk about it. It's good. It's it's fun. My first thoughts: I like the series so far. It, I like it. It's it's okay. I really liked it. I think that. I think it they did they were very smart to show the first two episodes because the way that the second episode ended really got me on board. Yeah, like and I, I am ready to watch the show that this that, that happens from this point on. I I am just like I like Star Wars. This is very Star Wars. I like I always found the Inquisitors to be a very interesting group. Obviously, I thought they were cool, and the you know the Inquisitors in Fallen Order were cool. And you know they just announced Jedi Survivor. Oh yeah, it's so, another piece of news. New yeah, Razzle. they're they're amazing that they announced them like within a week of each other. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why they just announced a shit ton of Star Wars stuff. Stuff, but yeah, I mean, I think Inquisitors are interesting. I mean, obviously, I'm interested in Star Wars stuff around Darksiders and shit because you know you go listen to the fucking year and a half worth of polyhedron plays we did. Yep. But yeah, I'll we'll see. Like so, the first episode is sort of a we're seeing where Ben is Ben, mm-hmm. uh, made to put it that way. But he's hanging out in Tatooine, keep an eye on the Luke. I've always um, just found it a little. Can I, I'll just all right? I'll, no, I'll, I have nitpicks about like just the entire the overarching story of how this goes. But I'll get to those afterwards. Yeah, there's a okay. couple a couple questions that never made any sense. Yeah, to me. so he's it's been 10 years they did a good job of sort of quickly aging him to make him look older and more worn which i love yeah i was i'm wondering by waiting 10 years to do the show yeah, yeah, I, yeah that's I'm, a big part of it i'm wondering they if they're going years. to like do something at the end of the series to make him look 70 i think they will i, I like think, age I think him up a little bit something. like to make him look as old as sir Guinness at the I, end like, i think they will because they did supposedly done a hell of a good job of luke de-aging yeah because supposedly in the book of bubba fett he shows up he does yeah, uh, uh, yeah, they do a good job with that. I mean, I think making someone look older, particularly with like makeup and, and prosthesis, yeah. is a lot easier than than the de aging yeah. stuff that they've been doing. So I, I look forward to seeing like old man 
So the highlights of the first episode, this is very much a slow methodical. This is what Ben's been doing and stuff with he's watching over Luke, but he's very much at arm's length from it. He obviously Luke doesn't know, but he like gives a, he finds a toy. He gives it to, to like leaves it out for Luke to find. Owen finds it. And there's a wonderful, like charged exchange between Owen and Ben. And Owen's like, fucking leave us alone. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm done with you. And I'm like, yeah. That was a a really great scene. Uh, Then followed by the the Inquisitor showing up. And like, there was so much, so much unsaid in that scene between Mm -hmm, those two mm -hmm. characters uh, while she was like poking Owen nearly with the lightsaber. And just like the the, the look on Owen's face of like, because she basically said, you know, someone tells me something or this man and his family dies yeah it's like she i'm not gonna kill that she doesn't know what that means but ben and owen know yeah that... that that the 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 silent interchange between them was and even though the gold. audience yeah even the audience were like we're worried because while oh. we know luke is going to be fine we're like Oh no! If what that if, happens, well, this what is, is the cost this, of that. Yeah, that's that's tremendous. But so let me back up a little bit. I apologize. One of the first things we're introduced to is the Inquisitors. This is ten years. They they basically mentioned that they're on slim pickings. Jedi becoming rarer and rarer for them to hunt down. And one of them, her name is Reva, or third sister, is has a particular obsession with Obi Wan Kenobi and finding him. Because obviously they haven't found him. And so there's Jedi on the run. The Jedi finds Obi-Wan. And Ben like dissuades him and is like, I'm not, I'm not him. And he's like, You need to take that lightsaber and put it in the put it throw it in the sand dunes and live a normal life. We're done. We lost. And you think that's mostly but at this moment when I was watching it, I was like, that's mostly an act. He's just trying to protect him and protect himself. But when shit happens later on, especially in episode two, he's really believes that. Like, yeah, he believes it's so hard that his powers don't work right. Right. He's, or he's not using them. Or he's well. If he's we're talking about, them. if we're talking about like what happens, like in the end of the episode two, mm-hmm. you could tell he was straining. That's true. Yeah. So it's very obvious he is because we also find out that. He has buried his own lightsaber in the sand. And Anakin's. And Anakin's. So it's like he has given it up. He's merely watching over Luke as a just to make sure the boy is okay. But you know, he's he's still insistent that he be that he's going to be trained one day. Like he hasn't yeah. entirely given up. I think yeah. that he's he's given up on him and his generation doing anything good. Right. He's pinned all of his hopes on Luke, which yeah. is really sad when you think about it. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I think they had a little stinger in the opening where, like, you open up on, like, a Jedi, just back it up for a second, they open up on, like, a Jedi training class, like the younglings, and then just Order 66 happens, like, immediately, and a bunch of, like, scrappy young Jedi, like, running, and I'm pretty sure they're going to lead into that, that's going to come back at some point where Anakin finds them, and that's, like, the, some of his Inquisitors. Inquisitors. Yeah, but yeah. there's a rumor that Riva is one of is the young black girl, and he I, probably saves them. Absolutely, like, and you know, Vader trained the Inquisitors himself. Mm-hmm. Like, those are his foot soldiers. Yep. Yeah, and they are some of them. You know, some of them turned. Some of them he literally like raised, raised mm-hmm. up as his yeah, kind would, of. Well, that would explain something that happened at the end of Episode Two, which is still unanswered. But if if he got to her before then then that would explain something. But we're going to, we're, we're, we're kind of going, trying to go in a little bit of chronological order here. Are I we? love the banter that Ben <laughs> made friends with a Jawa. Yeah. yeah. So and as much as one can be friends with a Jawa. <laughs> I know, but I, I think it's adorable. He's like, at least if you're going to steal my own parts and sell them back to me, fucking clean it. <laughs> that costs extra, dude. That costs extra, dude. I loved it. I thought it was, I like the Jawas. I think they're weird, but I like them. Always like yeah, the Jawas. Jawas are little buttheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. <laughs> And that's why we get along. But uh, we uh, also also it's get, pretty. Oh, go ahead. We also start to get something that seems like at first kind of a non sequitur. Yes, uh, which is Alderaan and little Leia. Yep. Uh, who who <laughs> don't I don't get I, attached, everybody. I hear that the internet is having having quite a go at 
uh, Lil Leia and her performance. To which I say, go fuck yourself, fucking neck beard. She's a child actor. Fuck it. She did Um, fine. It was okay. Also, can I point out that this little child is a Force-sensitive person, and they're trying to... They could not have explained it more clearly that she is a Force-sensitive person, Mm -hmm. you know, who can sense emotions and... So yeah, kind of read intent of people. Yeah, she can read people's fucking emotions and and intents and all that stuff. So and she's spry I, and, and, she, and she's also like the Skywalker. Listen, man, if we're doing Uberman shit, she's got Uberman's genes. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, Star she, Wars she's wins. also like a a a very privileged young girl who's being trained to be a senator. Like, so of course, she's very eloquently spoken. She has, you know, she's very clever. Yes. So they're trying to make up for the fact that throughout all of the other media in which she was a part of, Leia was not treated very well. Mm. So they're going to give her. But, you know, that will never be enough for any like, hey, let's just treat her like a like like she's cool. And like she is also one of the equally important, like, you know, she's a Skywalker twin. She's one of the Jesuses. Like, yeah, like, yeah. She was always um, one of the Jesuses, so just yeah, be nice to and, her. And so we get getting this story about Leia growing up on Alderaan, which I think is delightful. Mm-hmm. We get, we get, we get all, we get, a, we get. I forgot his name. The gentleman who plays Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, Jimmy Smith plays yep. plays Senator Organa. General Organa. The, yeah, General Organa. Bail. He's Senator Bail Organa. Bail. Yeah. That's right. Bail. Sorry, I was trying to remember. B a e l. Yeah, and like understanding her life and what her duties are and this is sort of the introduction to her character and you're like okay that's cool but you don't know how that's all going to intersect well it does so she gets kidnapped by flea of the red hot chili <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like well you need a scummy looking dude well is that who that was yeah, that's yeah, who that was him, huh? yeah. he's uh, done okay. a little bit of acting work here and there well everyone doing. wants everyone wants to right everyone wants to be in the star Star wars Wars. which like you know when when we saw the trailer i think you know we had all asked the questions of like what the hell would get obi-wan off tatooine and off his guard post (laughs) right they found the one thing that made sense (laughs) and actually skywalker twin i liked the conflict in him Mm -hmm. because he's like i'm here for luke and 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 bell is like on like he ends up coming to him on tattooing going Fucking go save her. She's hey just as important. Hey, yeah, well, that was that was an important thing, and I'm par- partially why probably like dumb people are angry. It's like she's just as important. Like, well, she is, and mm-hmm. you know, she oh, is yes. also one of the Jesuses. So yeah, you and, know, and you're like you're the only one who under we're the we're the only two who understand how important she is. Please go do I, something. I just don't quite understand how the Empire never, like, sniffed that out. I have to imagine that there was a lot of fuckery in the, like, a lot of greased palms erased records. Uh, a, a lot of droids got destroyed, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, a lot of shit to make it so that it, like, first of all, why would you put the children with their blood rail? Anyway, sorry, no, it's just, <laughs> it just never made sense to me that they weren't caught earlier. Like it yeah. just, well, I don't. I think, I, I think for Luke it makes sense because Vader never nowhere. wanted to go back to Tatooine. Yeah, it was he the one place. You, place. Yeah. He hates sand. He hates sand. It's yeah, true. He did, he did make it very clear. He does not like sand. Oh, <laughs> um, and 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 Organa, I think it was most like I trust you. I trust you because also I think also they like I can't have both of them together. That will be too easy to fight well, them. I mean, also Yoda was involved in that decision-making process. Yeah. There's a motherfucker who can like figure out where things need to go. Yeah, he yeah. does have the power of magic. So yeah, uh, oh. but yeah. So eventually, Obi Wan gets convinced to go off planet and hunt down Leia. They go to not Narshada. That... Not 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 Shada. They go to not Shada. Dayun, I believe, was yeah. what it was called. Yeah, that's and that's when we learned he he buried his, both the lightsabers. Yeah, and that, those, that that actually cemented. Oh, he's really put it away. Like, uh, yeah, and know. we get a lovely cyberpunk Star Wars uh, planet city, which is That's something we don't get awful. nearly enough. That's an awful, awful. place. I think uh, Camille Nanjiani's role was fantastic. That's yep. what I freaked Think, out about. I freaked Jedi. out about that. I was happy about that. Like, I, I was the moment he's like, I know a Jedi, yeah. and he starts doing it. I'm like, oh, you're playing a bit. Yeah, there's like no way that this guy 
no way this guy, you know, is actually a Jedi. Not a chance. Well, as, soon, as soon as you're like, so 4,000 credits. <laughs> like, uh, and then, oh no, you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> I I just adored his character, and I liked it. Was the classic like we need a we need a Han Solo like guy mm-hmm. who has a little bit of a conscience. I mean, like, I'm really a- glad for Kumail. I love him. So like, yes, please put Kumail in things. I I I just I will never get tired of hearing the man talk. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what else it is. Like, what else can I say? He's got a charisma. He's got a charm he's a, to him. And he's so fucking charming. So, it's like, of so, course you could be a lovable rogue. Yeah. So he Obi-Wan goes to this planet in search of Leia because what has happened is we know from from other scenes they have kidnapped Leia not because they know who she is or they know who she is well she knows who what her she knows that she is the daughter of an important senator who's friends with obi-wan motherfucking kenobi Kenobi. (laughs) which i loved i was like once i saw the pieces get pulled together i was like that makes complete sense that's how they yep i agreed with like that's kind of where my initial react like my initial reaction was how the f- okay like it's literally actually just politics and yeah. and it's also the the thematic through line of jedi can't help but be good people yeah that was a very good I jedi cannot love help that actually yes. i love jedi hunt themselves i mm-hmm. think that's a really fun that was a really fun little thing yeah it actually calls back to something if you ever if you ever want to like have a satisfying story out of the prequels, you should read the novelizations because the novelizations do a really good job of like filling in the gaps of the prequel movies. And like, there's this lovely segment from Palpatine's point of view where he describes how you set a trap for a Jedi. And like, he goes into the process of like, you don't just set one trap for a Jedi, you set a dozen traps for a Jedi. But the most important thing is that you don't care about any of them. You do, you do not... You do not put your pin your your hopes and your ambitions on any one trap working, because Jedi are crafty. Your the Jedi are crafty, and they will sense the active machinations. They will sense. It will sense the intent. It will sense the intent like, and the weight of it, attention and weight on it, because the you know of another dark side of another force user influencing things. Now you set things and forget them, and one of them will work. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of you know ties into the whole Jedi hunt themselves. Like you just have to set the preconditions, and they will fall into them because they can't help themselves. And I like it because it's a twist on the idea of like evil can't you you set a trap for a bad guy in a particular way because you know they can't help themselves. They need to do these X, Y, and Z. But the reverse is also true for the Jedi. And so he's scumming it up trying to find it he eventually finds leia though i realized how awful this entire universe was is like when that that drug dealer mm-hmm. he's like i'm looking for my daughter and he's like well i was someone daughters want once Ooh. i was like that was heartbreaking and then she's like ha, ha, old man have this one first one and free three of these you won't you won't even remember her name Ooh. and i was like fuck god man Thank you got me Thank Jesus. you, teenage. Thank you, teenage drug dealer. <laughs> oh, oof, oh, big oof from from the Star Wars universe, and I love it. I big love it. Oof. I yeah. like when they get a little more, like a little dirtier with the Star Wars universe because it needs a little more grounding. But he ends up finding her. She's obviously rebellious and doesn't understand who he is. But you start understanding why Leia trusts Obi Wan later in life because he saves her life. He, I don't actually remember. Beyond help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. They didn't interact much outside. They didn't inter- that. Not they didn't. They didn't say that they interacted. She said, "You you fought with my father in the Clone Wars." Yeah, there's a little dis- There's a little desync yes. between between the the continuity. I don't think it's continuity breaking. No, it's just weird and impersonal by comparison to someone who once saved. Yeah, unless she was being very careful with her words. She might have, yeah, she might have been more careful. She might have gotten her mind wiped. Also, she does say, "I think Ben Kenobi." No, she does no, say. She Obi-Wan says, "Help Kenobi. me, Obi Wan Kenobi." She's, yeah, she knows her full name, Obi-Wan. and so they. But we'll see how that. We'll see how that those dots connect. Uh, right. I mean, it, we've got a lot of dark side force shit going on, and getting your mind wiped is part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she literally like extracted that shit from Kumail's character's brain. Yep. Like, just ripped it right out, which is something that dark siders can do. They can just rip your memories out. Yep, the uh, kind of a no-no. And so, on a mad chase through this through this 
a dystopic city. He's got every bounty hunter on their lump son. And we see Obi-Wan with a blaster. He's, yeah. His first thing is not to pull the lightsaber. It is to shoot with a blaster. Well, so, you know, he does a lot of martial shots. arts. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of martial arts. He does yep. a lot of like fist-to-fist fighting. And when he's really desperate, he pulls the blaster out. And then um, he ends up, due to, due to Leia not understanding, getting confused, and just like she ends up in trouble. And he, she, <laughs> she basically falls off a building and he's got to save her with the Force. And this is where we, the moment we said earlier, he's straining to to save her uh, and pull upon the her. So it's obviously he hasn't done it in a long time. Yeah. Um, because the force will give you away. Yep. And then we have this lovely confrontation in a cargo uh, ship dock where Reva is hunting and taunting him. The grand inquisitor shows up who has been on Reva's nuts 100% because, Oh look, dark siders are snippy and, and step on each other's toes. Also. And... I like that Reva has been stepping on those nuts. Yeah. Exactly. Repeatedly. Right. The back. entire time. On purpose. Yep. Because dark siders are going to dark side and she pulls a fast one on him while he's, while he's monologuing and trying to steal the credit and stay his ass in the chest which i didn't see coming and i loved it i absolutely adored it and then we get finally we get to the last moment of the show the one that really sold me and got me on board with it when she reveals to obi-wan that anakin slash darth vader is still alive and is it is his agency behind the the inquisitors and i think ewan mcgregor sold that shit yep amazingly mm-hmm. yep. like, his face like, his face like you could like it's almost like he was about to throw up like uh, he didn't understand that that a anakin was still alive mm-hmm. and b he was darth vader this is the classic empire strikes back moment in no he knew he was vader he, oh, he knew, he knew the vader. name darth vader okay i didn't, he didn't know, know was... that darth vader was still alive he thought that he, that that because he saw in the recording of vader Lord rise arise lord vader so okay. he knew what Anakin was called, but he thought that he, that he had died on Mustafar. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, you're yep. right. Never mind. Yep. But so, then him being alive is very... Ooh. And then we, we cut from Ewan McGregor's masterclass acting face to Hayden Christensen in the tank with the mask on. And that... You hear the hissing. You hear the breathing. And like you just see his like the hate in his eyes. Like he's got that last last scene of, of 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 Revenge of the Sith hate in his eyes, and that moment fucking sold me. Yup, because that means we're gonna get ourselves a showdown that we really like that these two have tangled with each other repeatedly since until New Hope. I like, hope he does not pull the lightsaber until the last episode. Uh, I would be okay with that too. Like. Yep. Like I want him to keep that lightsaber on his hip until the very last moment. Also, I or maybe want... somewhere that isn't on his hip because it's very <laughs> obvious what it is. And it. Like... Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I saw maybe... that going. Hey dude, hey, man. probably shouldn't do that. Hey man, come on <laughs> yeah. now. A little yeah, bit. I loved... uh, I'm hoping that we get. Also, I'm hoping we get interactions of him as Darth Vader interacting with his Inquisitors. Oh yeah, and reminding them and showing the audience how fucking dangerous. He is now as Darth Vader because we got to see him in Fallen Order and it was terrifying. Yeah, he's fucking Jason Voorhees. Like mm-hmm. he's, he just doesn't stop. He, he just explodes and everything explodes and everything's pure terror and he flies. And he's, yeah, and so I want to <laughs> see him like be like, yeah, Reva, you're awesome. You did something, but I am. Well, you also scared. You failed. You you got it okay. You succeeded at getting him out of his hole, but you did not bring him to me. That, yes, is, so, a, that yes, is a net failure. Did. Yep, and, and she's and, about and, to and, learn mm-hmm. what happens uh, also, when you fail. But I Vader. think Reva, well, maybe not a love interest. I don't think it's going to go that far. But I think maybe maybe there is a arc for her in her character. I think obviously there's an arc for her from the character. They're selling her as the sort of the main antagonist of the series with Vader sort of looming behind, which is exactly how you should play Vader. Yes. But yeah, I'm sure we'll get an arc from her. We'll get the reason why she is the way she is. And, you know, maybe it may be a hint at a redemptive or, a, you know, avenge us moment. Yes. Yes. Still, absolutely. still call my call out <laughs> moment from Jedi Fallen Order is, is second sisters avenge us. Yep. I, also, we get our introduction sort of of, like, was it Fifth Son? 
like yeah yeah well the the inquisitors they are sons and daughters Mm. like okay so like the 10th son is uh, uses a similar for example the whirly lightsaber that the grand inquisitor uses 10th son uses a similar one so yeah like the inquisitors are all in that weird family thing it's it's a little sith sub order um that's under Vader specifically. It's under Vader. Yes, yeah, exactly. he like, leads the Inquisition. They're not technically apprentices, so yeah. Well, like, they're not. They're not Sith. No, they're they not Sith. They're dark siders. They're not. They're, they're dark siders. Trained in the Sith arts. They're mostly mar- like marauder types, which mm-hmm. that is right. a type well, of. Right. Well, it would make sense. I mean, Sith person. Anakin wasn't a. Isn't a, he? You could call him a Sith, but he's kind of not a true Sith because he wasn't raised in that tradition. He that was just. Matter. Yeah, no, I don't mostly he just doesn't know. Like, honestly, Anakin didn't like Vader has never shown a propensity for the weird dark mysticism that Palpatine got down with, though. Like, right. he was always he's pure more power. brute force. Yeah. Well, that's why. And then obviously he would train his Inquisition more like Jedi, but mm-hmm. just using hate and anger and all of those abilities he's starting yeah. to learn. I think it's uh, interesting. Like, I think it was in a role playing supplement somewhere where they discussed that to be cons- like you have to be at least Jedi Master level of power to be considered a, a, an apprentice Sith Lord. Yep, because you have to be ready at any moment to murder your fucking, you know, your your, your master. You have to be ready to, to murder your master on, at any moment. Taking on an order full of Jedi Masters. <laughs> And somehow not dying in the process of doing well, that. Well, a lot of them do. I mean, a lot of them. I mean, yeah, we all know. We all know the story. Like, it's usually not a. Pr- Listen, they always eat each other, dude. It's mm-hmm. what they do. It's, yep, it, it's the way. So the that's time. where we. That's where he left off. So he got Leia off planet, and likely, hopefully, he will deliver her safely back. So it's not just like another. I'm hoping it's not another Mandalorian Grogu situation where she's just hanging on for the entire time. Yeah, I I think I think I where I hope it goes is that he gets her safe and then he has to lose the trail. Yes. Right. Like this. He can't go right back to Tatooine. He has to he has to he has to get lost. Yeah, I'm just fucking sick of Tatooine, first of all. I don't want, you know, the hanger on situation. Let's see some more Star Wars places. Let's yeah, go to Star um, Wars places. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm interested to see what happens. So we're going to move away from there because there's only two well, episodes. Well, Ryan, did you have any nitpick? Like you said, you had, yeah, you said you had nitpicks. nitpicks right? That really just the how the fuck did the Empire mostly never, never catch on with at least Leia? Like that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. But like you would think as, as the Galactic Empire led by one of the most powerful Sith Lords who's ever lived. That's not true. Palpatine was kind of a mid-tier. But, like, they the would have gotten... I will say one of the cleverest. He, they... He's one of the most successful Sith Lords. He conquered, right, the, he most, he conquered the whole goddamn galaxy. Because he destroyed yeah, the Jedi a, Order. He is a clever motherfucker. He's yeah. not, like, god-tier... Although, honestly, the way the way they did him in the final movie was, you know, god-tier. So, mm-hmm. what, yep. But whatever. We don't think too hard about that. <laughs> uh, but mostly just, like, how did he not like, how did he not figure out where that, where at least Leia was and who Leia was? That was always the weird. And that's more of a nitpick with the whole, not this show, just all of it. Like, mm-hmm. it makes no sense to me how he, like, how he has never, how he never figured it out. Because he's a clever dude and, like, DNA isn't that hard to get a hold of. <laughs> you know, just saying. Well, also, I'll say this. Galaxy's a very big place. It, that is the only thing. Is like, the galaxy is the galaxy. It's a galaxy, so... And, you know, the Organas probably put a lot of time and effort into burying that shit and, you know. But, <laughs> but not enough to stop Flea from kidnapping her. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, he didn't kidnap her because she was Leia Skywalker. I, I know, but I'm saying, like, they didn't, the security detail wasn't that great, apparently. Well, uh, she know. ran away. Yeah, well, she I, ran because they set up very nicely earlier, like, she loves to get lost. Yeah, you she were hoist, got hoisted by her own batard there. Yeah. Um, and but, that's yeah. when you get kidnapped by Flea. And I'm also like, you guys are trained bounty hunters, and this not even 10-year-old is just fucking outpacing you. Guys, Force come sensitive, on. man. Force sensitive. Come on. Come on. Come on. The let out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless, we liked it. We'll keep everyone up to date. We'll call we as it gets more and more. We will talk about it more and more. But it's an ongoing series. I think they're dropping it every week. So, But we're going to talk about one thing that got dropped all at once that we've all seen. We all get to talk about which is the season three of 
Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, so nice. It was so good. Better than season two? Much better, better, than, much season better than season two. Season one is still... Kind of an all-killer, no-filler on this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even the zom- the little mini zombie Ooh, one was zombie fun. zombie one was so fun. Just so much work, too. Like, yeah. so much effort went into that. I but think I mean, my favorite part of the little zombie one was the Kung Fu Temple. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just so, love the transitive, infectious nature of evil in the zombie one. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I like that they went that, to the nuclear power plant and then they had atomic zombies. Well, because that's what, and that's kind of where I went with it because it's like, oh, well, in a world where a zombie apocalypse can happen because of fucking too hard in a graveyard and a lightning strike, like, which is how that zombie play got started, you know, sure, you can make super mutant ultra zombie lords. By accidentally exploding nuclear shit near zombies, sure, whatever. Yeah, just get shit gets just gets worse. Yeah, the transitive property of suckiness. Mm-hmm. I re- yeah, I like that. I like how it escalated. I love like yeah, the amount of work that went into it. Obviously, unbelievable, was ridiculous. But I, I just it, it was so endearing. Like it was so fun. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to look up the episodes because I wanted to actually get all the names of it and go over them because yeah, we, we had the, bounce the, all over. We the had the three also, robots number two, which was yeah. fun. I mean, yeah. a little preachy at the end there, but fun. Yeah. Like, yes, I know, but you know who isn't, you know, who isn't making the decisions that are making these problems? The people watching this show. Yeah, I have no say in any of this. Uh, It's called uh, the first episode. We're talking about season three. And if you're not familiar with Love, Death and Robots, it is a a animated anthology series where every episode is sort of its own thing. What's the director guy who's really... Who's producer on all of? I know the couple people from like Heavy Metal and a few other. Well, he's a famous director who's like uh, kind of responsible for a lot of it. No, by Tim one. Miller. What did you do? Producer Tim Miller, Jimmy, Jennifer Miller, Joshua Donan. No. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. There. One second. David Fincher. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, David Fincher. Fincher. Yeah, because he does direct a few of the episodes. Yeah, David Fincher is kind of the mastermind behind this. It would seem. Uh, getting all these folks together. And so it's an anthology series. Every episode is its own thing. They don't really do any continuity, but it's just taking creatives, giving them 10 to 15 minutes of go nuts, nuts. <laughs> have fun, tell a weird story. Tell a weird yeah. story and use, but you know what I love about it? They they are using the, just the, the peak, the peak of technology. That yes. is what is so interesting. The peak of animation technology, better than Disney, but like, you know, just, they no, go balls no, to bounce. Like they go photorealism is well, well sometimes some they case. do, sometimes they don't. But what they're doing is like we only need to fill like 10, 15 minutes of time, guys. Go nuts. Do something you've always wanted to do and tell an interesting story and but make it jaw-dropping in its creativity and its in its grandeur. Um, yes. So I really first, like the swarm. Yes. Oh, well, well I want to go in order. I want to go to this in order. Or the first read them out three... in order because I don't remember what order they came in. Yeah. I'm Jerry Stone. So three robots exit strategies, which is the first yes. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the is one a... that was a touch preachy. Yes. Yeah, touch preachy, funny. but it, it but it's in a, a light continuity of three funny robots exploring the remains dead of humanity. humanity. Yeah, just kind of as a for an for what seems like purely academic tourism purposes. Yeah, they're just having but, fun. They're just hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> Robros. Yeah, they're robroing it up, and this one's a little preachy in that it's like, eh, yeah, the rich made everything awful. I think they um, underused Triangle Bot in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she had she didn't have as many like hot takes and like a power like, snark prime roasts. Yes, as she did in the first one. I, yep. I I think they 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 dropped the ball on that. I like the Xbox one. He's my, he's my dude, bro. He's my bro. He's my boy. Is I that love that he's like I get a new hat every time I do this. Yep, he put on a new hat. <laughs> and also, we got ourselves. This is why the robot revolution happened when we got the uh, the AI hologram and going, yeah, hey, do it yourself, meat bag. Meat bag. <laughs> meat bag. <laughs> it just so flicks good. them off. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. You know, I read a book like the whole city on oil rig thing. That's actually a pretty, yep, that's a pretty fun trope. There's a book I read recently called Company Town that takes place entirely on a converted oil rig. And it's a really good cyberpunk story if anyone's looking for it. I mean, I, I guess if you don't think women are people and stuff, you won't like it. But, you know, oh, no. uh, well, unfortunately, it's they're, it's they're inspired by real things like mm-hmm. there have been ultra rich people trying to convert. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a yeah. there's a two parter behind the bastards about libertarian yeah. nations. Oh, it ends as well as you think it does. Well, you know, the thing about liber- most libertarians is that they're just Republicans with drugs that want to fuck children. 
And that's, you know, that's what you need to know about most American libertarians. Pretty much. Okay, yeah, so these... come at me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, seen the, what you say. I've seen what your people episode... say on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I'm just trying to go along. Oh, right. uh, you don't want me to talk about their 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 obsession with age of consent laws? What what do you anyways, uh, move on? <laughs> I'm trying to keep my blood pressure to a minimum. It's true. I, I'm trying you know what, Matt? If it if it if it makes you angry because it makes me angry, I I'll, I'll shut up. No, no, it says well, it makes me angry, obviously, but I also want to talk about some of the the, the well, let's talk about the fun up. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Next one really got me. I adored the aesthetic. It's bad traveling. It's the crustacean one. Oh yeah, it's yeah. the body horror. Oh, so good, so good. Now I told you with the blades in the dark. Yeah, that was the episode you needed to watch, and I'm like, that's exactly what. Yeah, it is. Troy Baker, who's yeah. been a been a billion guys. Yeah, he's every guy you've ever heard of being the main character in there. Yeah, uh, Dave, this, this is a David Fincher one too. He actually directed this one. This mm. very cold, calculating, very smart guy. Good guy, just very good guy. Good guy. Good yeah, guy, in, in a bad uh, a chthonic sea creature, and just did what he had to do, and it was really good. It's obviously we enjoyed the season, so you definitely watch it. It's about a weird mute crustacean on another world, basically hijacking a boat that's out while gathering oil from basically space whales, and it's trying. It basically goes. I will kill all of you if you don't take me to this one place so my baby's going to have food and, like, basically kill an entire island. And it's about everyone but the captain wanting the to acquiesce. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck that. But and it's just a, you see that he's clever. Like, he's very, very clever. Very clever. And he tricks people into going along with it, even though that there's a scene with the lot where the, he casts votes. They cast yeah. votes. And you don't find out till later that and you it's kind of hinted but everyone votes to do the wrong thing and he only pretends that two people pretend to do the wrong thing mm-hmm. and it goes from there well because he, he yeah he slowly kills them off to so feed, the feed the beast so that it will won't like a try to just kill them indiscriminately also to buy time so he can get past the island because like the beast doesn't know where we are we know where we are it knows the words and yeah. that's basically it yeah yeah it's very well it's just and it looks great it's really rough it's it, like, so gross so very gross but also so evocative to the like that oil victorian-esque style and yeah, I, the, I just the monster design is just fucking nasty also for anyone who's played elden ring <laughs> yep. you will you will feel carcinified you will feel like you are returning to crab yeah, yes. the, it is the crab monster of crabs, and it is yeah. horrible. I like how brutally, like, strong and tough it is because they try to fight it, and it just, just doesn't work. Nothing works. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Good ones. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. The next third one, the very pulse of the machine. Oh, so cool. This was the most psychedelic, like, weird one. It's about a woman. They're on an expedition on IO. Bad, bad accident happens, and she basically learns either through like real or like drug-induced hallucination that Jupiter is a machine for IO, and it's trippy as balls. Like it's just straight psychedelic. I don't remember this one. It's there. I might have slept through it. <laughs> you might have, because I mean, it, I I would have figured it would have been uh, exactly your shit. I need um, to rewatch this. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you definitely need to, Scott. It is your. It is your shit. I need like, to really yeah. watch that shit. It, it is all about like she's losing time and she's seeing things and she thinks the like she's using the radio in the dead person's body, like her suit. To, okay, that's really I, cool. Let's not talk about it. Okay. All right. Move on. I want to uh, see. It. Was the, yeah, was we the were talking about next? this one Night of the Mini Dead. Yes. Ah, so good. It's so cute. Fun. It's weird. It's just a zombie apocalypse, but everything's miniature. And they did an amazing fast. amount of work on it, and it goes real, real fast, and it's it's just a fun little romp. It's mm-hmm. a fun romp. There's nothing more to it. Yep. Yeah, no no deep existential meaning there other than whatever you take from zombie apocalypses. Then the last, the next one is number five is, this is not my favorite, but it's definitely my most entertaining, Kill Team Kill. Ah. This is every oh my God, I action trope about ever. That. Yeah. Oh, it, the, the, with the Bargast. Yeah. Yeah, it, 
it, fuck you, honey badger. <laughs> so silly. It, it, yeah, it's, it's just it's about 80s sci-fi action, like yeah. all wrapped up into one. Uh, they have to fight. They have to fight a uh, mechano bear, and they think it's a honey badger, and all the tropes. And it's delightful. It's a great. It's a great little like action romp. Everything once blows again, up. not too deep, but very nope. very fun. Very very fun. Then we get to the one we want to talk a little bit more about, which is Swarm. Was Swarm, was bef- was Swarm before the Rats one? Yes, yeah, Swarm. Uh, the Mason's Rats is the next one. Ah, okay, cool. I'll talk. But yes, yeah, so, Swarm, so brilliant, absolute fucking brilliant. Please, please make it into more things. Mm-hmm. Um, let that's not. Can, please don't make this be the end. No, mm-hmm. because they, that was the one episode that's unique because the ending has you like. Well, what happens next? Yeah, like it very much doesn't close. Like all the other ones have a nice closure to them generally. This one does not have closure. And so it, it is makes it fascinating what happens, mm-hmm. you uh, know. It it rivals very much in just the, the appeal of it to beyond the Acrylian ring from the yes, first tripping the Aquila Rift is the actually rift in the first one. That's yep. what it made me think of. I almost thought it was I almost wondered if it was the same studio who did it, but uh, let me look up real quick. But it's about humans finding this like super advanced space bug colony yes. that like, has like, it's kind of like Zerg-like in that there yes. are multiple species that have been assimilated into one system. They are the Zerg. They are the Zerg. And like, it's this perfect functioning, like zero fi- zero efficiency lost society. Um, but that- they're not, but the they're not intelligent. Like yeah. that's what they've, all science that has been done on them, these things are not like sentient in any real way. Like yeah. they're just all instinct. It's all like million years of evolution. Yeah, programming of, of, of genetic programming just by assimilating things. They're kind of like they're they're a biological Borg. And and yes. the thing and the and the thing about it, the thing about it is that kind of clued me in as to what was happening was they're like, oh, those things. Like very early on, they were like, oh, those things used to, like, they were brought in like a hundred thousand years ago mm-hmm. or something they like that. They still use language. Yeah. The ones that still use language were brought in a long time ago. They used to be like real baddies, but now they're part of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, oh, they assimilate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at first, it's like, oh, they're just a hyper advanced, like, of just a very efficient hive literally just an insect hive so and as humans the first thing we were going to do is try to turn them into a weapon which to be fair he, his argument is very solid it's like yep. it's all hormones and instinct there's no higher intelligence we're not enslaving them they have no thoughts like we're not enslaving a sentient species however come to find wrong. out come to find out the swarm disagrees well, come to find <laughs> out that, that, that the swarm has run into this problem before yeah and has buried protocols for dealing with oh another intel an intelligent species isn't trying to use us so it kicks starts an, an evolutionary line that creates intelligence in some of its you know arbiters to counteract they essentially species. go to war mm-hmm. with and, the aggressor and it it it's abrupt and it's horrifying. Oh, so gross! So, so gross. gross. And but it's... more more intriguing is the conversation that takes yes. place. That conversation is like pure delicious sci-fi goodness. It's a human being talking to something who who literally says, "I'm only a few weeks old, but already I have millions of years of racial memory." And I know what I've seen you before, bitch. That thing. My favorite part is: Do you think see that thing eating your puke? Mm-hmm. A million years ago, it brought the galaxy to its knees. Yeah, like, it's like now, now it's it eats your us. vomit. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's, it's and so. Happy. I love it, and also I liked at the end where it's like, I accept your challenge. Like I was like, okay, this is I want to see more of this mm-hmm. because I want to see where this these this conversation continues and how this conflict goes. I think. The only th- the only thing that would be satisfying is for him to be wrong, like for this thing to just w- roll over us like we're not. Uh, it, it, I could see it going many ways. I actually, I'd like to see it where there's actually a bigger understanding that happens. He's not wrong, but he's not entirely 
none of them are wrong. Well, like there's an assimilation, but it's a more complicated than. Well, that. he's also very Imperium of Man about the whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah, he is. Like this is a version of humanity that I don't think deserves to survive. <laughs> Uh, it's I like think we'll that, be here. We'll be here real soon, bitch. Is really what it comes. And, and I hate to be devil's advocate, but I actually kind of like that. Is when he moment he's like, "Oh, you do have sentience. I'm sorry. This was not. We were just trying to basically harvest a resource in the galaxy. We didn't know that you were like this. Now that we know that you have the ability for sentience, we have to kind of reconsider what we're yeah, doing. We, we, yeah. Like we don't want to continue. Like he's trying to plead his case of. We can come to an understanding again because we didn't know you could do this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, you're not entirely an asshole, but I mean, it's it's, it's behold the hubris of man. Yes, like, this, true. This is a very hubristic thing that he was trying to do, and that that you know, things been around. These these things have been around for millions upon millions of years. They've they've eaten galactic threats. Yes. Like, time and time again like i wouldn't doubt that puke eater species had a very similar conversation at one point mm -hmm. and oh, that's kind and of the that's kind of the most fun part about this it's like oh this thing remembers every time this it was there was a moment when i was playing a solmer in fractured where he was introduced with a situation where he was trying to get muscled like someone was trying to muscle him and i could see the exasperation on like it's the same exasperation of a very old thing having the the same conversation over and over again with something that thinks it's like on the same level. It's like mm -hmm. I've had the same conversation so many times with the same asshole. Mm -hmm. The asshole is just wearing really a just different. One of you. There's just one like it's all the same asshole. You're just wearing different pants or something, <laughs> <laughs> or have a different number of limbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and it is a really good. It, it definitely is one of the thinkier pieces that are in this season, which yeah. I enjoyed. Uh, so moving right along, then we go into something a little more uh, lighthearted, though equally bloody. Oh, Mason's rats. As someone who loves loves them, I love rats. They are my little buddies. I have four of them. They are my babies. This is even fictional ones. It's a little hard for me to see them. This was rough. What made it more rough? was that it was made very obvious very early that they had formed a society. <laughs> and, and these were intelligent beings. That these were intelligent. They had hats. They made hooch. They, they made well, they hooch. had hats, first of all. That's how you knew they were intelligent. Uh, he, like, they it, decided it to wasn't the, It wasn't the bows and arrows at all. Nope, they had they were wearing hats. They had fashion. They had fashion. Yeah. You know, like, they chose to wear armor. That was another thing. Yep. They figured out what armor was. Any, any dumb troglodyte, you know, caveman can make a weapon. These shows, she, these made armor. <laughs> yeah, and so it's basically about a Scottish farmer who's got a rat infestation, and he's got to get rid of it, but the farmers of the rats have eaten the GMO grain or whatnot and have become sentient Start and... Hyper-evolved. And... Uh, and, and, are, and are trying to, like, like have are becoming more developed, and he brings more and more sophisticated it's technological countermeasures yeah. to go to war with these rats. And and, but in the end, he realizes he's been doing a bad thing, and the farmer's like... I'm sorry, and, and saves the rats from utter annihilation. And it's and when I found out it was written by Joe Abercrombie, it made sense because Joe Abercrombie's favorite thing, like if if I had like his oeuvre, like in one sentence is perspective is everything. Mm -hmm. Like that's I didn't know shit. it was uh, Joe Abercrombie did it. I like that. Yes, like the guy that. who wrote the blade, it's like the, the first law trilogy yep. did that one. And it makes so much sense with the way he like writes stuff. It's like, no, now that you see from a different perspective, you understand that you're the monster. All right. And that that's Mason's rats is a pretty straightforward one. It, it doesn't yes. like, Turns it's just neat. Out you were the bad guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, number eight <laughs> is a uh, very chthonic, almost literally chthonic in that it's the vault of the halls entombed, embolded uh, halls entombed. This one's sort of a paramilitary one where they're going after insurgents and obviously some Middle Eastern country. Oh, that's right. And I they find it. Cthulhu. They literally um, found Cthulhu, yeah. Uh, it was fun because I think Joe Manlianja, the guy, one of the guys from Critical Role, mm -hmm. is doing the main voice. Manganiello? Yeah. Manganiello, yeah. Yeah, he's doing the voice of the main like uh, guy in charge. It's a good one because a lot of, lot of people die. Like, and it's gross and it's weird and there's lots of teethy things. And it's really kind of a spectacle of ultra-realism. Like, this mm -hmm. is the... You look at it and going, "Am I? Has this been filmed?" Yes, it yeah. was one of the few times where I was just like, "I actually said that exact thing." It's like I don't know whether this is real or a mixture. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
Um, and basically, and the same one kind of goes for Jabani too. The the last yeah, Jabaro. Jabaro. Uh, this one was cool. This was just fun because this is a very cathartic. Like they basically find a tomb and it's getting in their heads, and and they have to do very drastic things to not release the Ender of Worlds. Yep. And that's basically it. Basically ends with with one person alive, but she had to like basically break her own ears and pull like rip out her own eyes to not hear and do the thing. Uh, and then we go to the last one, which I, 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 people had been buzzing about this one and I wanted to like really sit and think on it. It's very unique. Jabaro is not, it is both what you think it is when you see it and it is not. I, I mean, it, it was some, it was very, I mean, it's a very visual story. Like there's, yes. there's, there's, I don't think there's any spoken dialogue. There is it some spoken it, dialogue I'll get at the beginning, but yeah. from that point on, there's no spoken dialogue. It, I mean, when, the way I responded to it just now makes it sound like I didn't like it. I very much liked it, but I have a hard time like describing it. You know, yeah. like it, it's just the, the basic story is we don't know. We have a general idea. They're wearing armor. They're right horses. They're, they're obviously, yeah. They're they're they look like conquistadors, but they're all like they're not white people. This isn't a white people invading south no, america but, but they were they're all native their wall look very like what we would consider native or indigenous culture they're they're, they're playing around with a lot of themes they basically run into a lake siren mm-hmm. uh, a bejeweled and a gilded lake siren who lures most of them to their death one of them is deaf and yep. thus is immune to that and there's this very weird very intense very violent very uncomfortable back and forth between the two of them yeah because he didn't communicate and she obviously doesn't communicate in the same way because she's stunned that he doesn't is not affected by her song yeah and she becomes like fascinated with him and he it, it you really have to watch it to kind of get it i liked this one it kept it, it it pinched a nerve in me just because the the movements were very unnatural. Yes, yes. And not her, just her with the monster, was... but with the man, the the people as well. Everyone was very wiggly. Yeah, the movement. Everything was, like, was wiggly. It, Everything it, it was... put me off a little, but I like. But it was it was very pretty. It was very yeah. There's this like hyper like hyper movement, hyper like not hyper exaggerated. exaggerated exaggerated movements. There's a lot of perspective of coming from the the guy who's deaf, so all sound cuts out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that I, was their kind of their quick trick of and, saying you're talking. You, this is from his point of view. Point of view, but he gets his hearing back later, which obviously tells you he's been deaf from like birth. Yeah, because and, he flips his collective the, shit. Well, you know, the one place I wouldn't want to like regain my hearing after a lifetime of deafness would be in the middle of a of a jungle. Yeah. You know, with I feel a like a river bit, right next to you with a roaring river. I feel like that might be a little unsettling. And a um, monster to whom I've just done some terrible things. Yeah, there. It, yeah. Obviously, there. There's the sexual violence undertones of the oh, yes. thing, allegory there, and the idea, and him getting his. But it. But it's a very evocative. Thing. Yeah, it's very evocative. It's very pretty. It's just very unique. It 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 rubs. It can get on. It can get into your nerves in multiple ways. Yes, but it was very cool. And that's robo. That's the third season of Love, Death, and Robots. Like I said uh, I think it was better than the uh, season two, uh, but season one still just just amazing. Gets it. Season one was amazing. Well, there's also a lot more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have to like both of the short. The second seasons were much shorter. Yep. And both of these subsequent seasons were much shorter. The first one, I think, had like what 18 episodes? 18 yeah. episodes. The second one had eight episodes. This one had nine episodes. And if you really think back to Love, Death, and Robots season one, like go rewatch it or don't. It's fine. But like, I think you can say pretty, like, there were eight good ones in there too. And yep. some of them were not as good. You just don't remember because it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the yogurt one, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> the yogurt one was fun. But most, uh, but really, it's just like, are you gonna like, you know, I you wouldn't have brought it up if I hadn't. Fair enough. I was <laughs> actually thinking about the yogurt one. Um, oh, fine. I know. I liked the, well the 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 zombie one reminded me of the of the frozen the frozen freezer. Oh yeah. One. Oh, that was fun. Very very different styles, but mm-hmm. but also found out the swarm not done by the same people who did Beyond the Aquila Rift. Oh. So, but I what I think it is is some studios when they get a new project, they're taking inspiration from previous. Seasons are like, yeah. let's do something like 
X, mm-hmm. but we'll play around with it. Yeah, so yeah, I, I love really enjoy it. Really good. Yeah, it's very good. I hope we get a set fourth season, obviously, but they doing them on their own timetable. Well, Netflix has shit the bed, so who knows? Uh, yeah, yep. we'll see. we don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, Love, Death, and Robots will like get its own thing, maybe. Or, like, or, or the people who did a lot of good work with it go on to do other projects. Or Amazon here. will pick it up, whatever. Thank uh, you, Daddy yeah. Bezos. Oh no! Who do you think it was? Elon Musk? Yeah, but I enjoyed it, and that's everyone from us here at Polyhedron. So from oh shit, are we are we out? Oh my god, we're done. Yeah, yeah, we're done. You did a hard transition on me there, dude. So I was like, yeah, I don't know how to end it, so let's just end it. Well, I was going to say that uh, come next time, it'll be Stranger Things time. We will talk about it up until the point where we have seen it, because as I said, the. The last two episodes will likely not have aired by the time we talk about it, but we will we'll talk we'll about everything up till then. Part one of season four, we will definitely talk about, Yo. and then we will have speculation, and we'll see how right or very wrong we are for the second part. Also, right. don't, we'll be talking about the boys. I know that. Oh, yeah. Damn boys. Damn boys. All right. As I said, from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Roll some dice. <laughs>